All right, I had a revelation. I feel dumb about it. What? Okay, we love listening to Christmas songs. Yeah. And you you can listen to something a million times and totally not understand something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Like getting the lyrics wrong this entire time kind mm-hmm. of thing. Or thinking that a lyric means something way different than it does. Okay, tell me. What happened? I thought, up until last week, I thought Parson Brown was a color. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what song I'm talking about? Yeah, isn't that Frosty, right? Well, it's a a, uh, winter wonderland, I think is what it's called. It's like, um, we'll tell Parson Brown. We'll build a snowman. We'll call call him Parson Parson Brown. And ask him to marry us. He's a parson. Oh, no, no. We'll pretend that he's he Parson, parson Brown. Brown. So yeah, I thought we'll go. pretend that he's, I don't know, this color, Parson Brown. Oh, my gosh. That is funny and adorable because that technically would be like a black snowman. Right. I guess That's so. That's hilarious. So you, I was driving, and I've heard this probably a billion times, <laughs> this song. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh, no. Like, Parson must be a pastor. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's hilarious. Well, it's funny because <laughs> that reminds me of the song that our son made up. Do you oh. remember when we went to the Field Museum and in Chicago <laughs> and he sat on Santa's lap? Yeah. And Santa was black Santa. Oh yeah. Super sweet man. Uh yeah. like any Santa would be. But like mm-hmm. you know, sometimes there's crappy Santas. Like yeah. this guy was good. He was on it. Oh, because he was the best Santa I think I've seen with kids. Literally, because Johnny was super hesitant and by yeah. the end of it. Johnny was super happy, loved the guy, had a great time. Mm-hmm. And Noella, being an infant, was not having it. Like, she's like, nobody's holding me besides my mother. Mm-hmm. And somehow this Santa, like, even I was like, I'm not giving up my child to Santa. I'm not interested. And he's like, give me that baby. Yeah. Let me see that baby. <laughs> like, he did Well, because some Santas are, are lazy just, or right. weird. But this Santa did a great job. So our son gets in the car mm-hmm. and he goes, Mom, are some Santas brown? And it occurs to us, this is the first time he's ever encountered a brown yeah. Santa. And we said, yeah, some Santas are brown. And then he goes, brown Santa, white Santa, brown Santa, white yeah. Santa. And he had the time of his life. That's his new he favorite did. song. And I think he told us the other day that he wanted to be brown Santa. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense. He is a brown child. So. Yeah. Which <laughs> is so funny. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. Like he can't be white Santa because yeah. he'll never be pasty. And, and I know that with. Johnny, you know, we've like we've had conversations about this stuff, but I never thought that he yeah. had like, would look sees the and, world this way. Yeah, because we went and we told him a couple weeks later, we're like, we're gonna go see Santa, and he goes, "Is this Brown gonna be the Santa white Santa or white Santa?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and like, then we're like, oh, I don't know. I actually don't know because we didn't know. And then what does he say? Brown Santa, white <laughs> Santa, brown Santa. What a yeah. Cute and kid. what was funny is like we got there and he saw and he was like, white Santa. Yeah, why do you have to say it? What does it matter? Why do you have to? Why are you telling him? Yeah. (laughs) But here's what's funny about all of that is that from that now we have to teach him. There's Parson Brown Snowman and Frosty the White Snowman. Parson Brown, not a color. That's. I thought people were trying to paint their walls Parson Brown. What kind of color is this Parson Brown? I don't know. Yeah. Well, on that note, I'm Michael Weinland. And I'm Chris Weinland. And you're listening to the Modern Modern Christian Christian Podcast. Christmas edition.
like that we're doing Christmas edition on every one of these episodes? Well, we gotta. It's oh, the okay. holiday season. We only get so much time to ring a ding ding and bring no, in the. You're right. You know what? Let me bring back my jingle bell. Do it. Bring it. I still don't hear it. <gasps> I still. <laughs> I. Oh man. Uh, we love Christmas. We do. We. Uh, love christmas when we were planning out our episodes even way in advance yeah. i mean we already the said the first thing we christmas. knew is like what are we gonna do for the christmas episodes yeah Easy. yeah and that we would say episodes plural right because that we, we knew. have christmas episodes yeah man we just love it and like we the winelands love christmas so much that for us the whole thanksgiving christmas debate isn't a debate because thanksgiving <laughs> doesn't exist we have taught Except our family, on the day of. We have taught our family yeah. that you respect Thanksgiving on the day yeah. of and until your belly's full, and then you put on Christmas music. Yeah. Even while we were cooking, we had Christmas music on. Yeah, we did. And my whole thing is, is like, especially after like 2020 COVID yeah, come world, on. come on, life's yeah. short. Play mm-hmm. the friggin' Christmas Honestly, music. My mind. Put a little holly in your jolly. <laughs> my- I, Put a little fa la 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 in your hall, hall, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. hallelujah. I like that. Yeah, there you go. Well, my mindset has been right <laughs> after Halloween, you know, yeah. October 31st, and then we just get into it. So. Right, exactly. That's yeah. how I feel. Well, especially because everybody over-decorates, not over-decorates, they decorate the right mm-hmm, amount. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I don't want to move everything. Yeah, and some people are all into, like, how Halloween they could be, like, the cobwebs and the purple mm-hmm. lights and the spiders. And, like, that's just not my thing. No. I can I can watch Harry Potter, but you know what? To be honest with you, I'm watching Harry Potter thinking about, I can't wait for the Christmas episodes. Like, the, mm. the movie has those Christmas scenes. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, it's so magical. <laughs> so, like, I just, I live for Christmas. Yeah. I live for the little baby Jesus born in a manger. <laughs> we do love it. We it do love it. It makes me so excited. And this episode, uh, several people who have listened to us have told us that they're excited about this because yeah. I kind of put it out as a teaser about yeah. the idea of boycotting. And that's it. I'm not listening. That's <laughs> you're boycotting the boycotting episode? Yeah. Yes. Ooh, that's, <laughs> a, that's a twist. What? Um, <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan over here. I... I think what was interesting is like some ears perked up and we've had people go, oh, I can't wait to hear this. Yeah. So there's a lot of pressure I feel on me. Probably because you did start off by telling each and every one of those people, I have a hot take on this subject. I have a hot take. (laughs) And the take is that Starbucks coffee is hot. (laughs) That's true. There you go. Do you think that that story about the woman who burned herself with the McDonald's coffee is real? Or do you think that that's just like a folklore situation that's told? It is real. 100% real. Oh. I was in the car when it happened. No. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> no, I wasn't. But it is real. Okay. But it's not as and crazy what, as it seems. And she got like millions of dollars? Because yeah. I heard that that's the whole reason that they now like have to have a warning label on their coffee cups, right? Yeah, and they should have already because um, what basically. Because it's hot <laughs> coffee? Well, it wasn't ever supposed to be that hot. They had already had complaints, and McDonald's said, like, well, this we believe that the taste, yeah. well, it, you could point a lot of good tasting coffee to the temperature. Okay. So they were like, no. And then this woman was, like, I think dropping off, she was a grandma, I think, dropping off her grandson at a school, mm-hmm. and they were, like, getting out, and somehow it spilled, and it, like, an actual mm. third degree <laughs> burn. And so it was, like, it, it legitimately, it yeah. wasn't as crazy. How do we get here, though? Oh, I don't know. We were talking about coffee, and I was really curious if that was a real thing. Because I guess maybe she boycotts it now. <laughs> maybe. I'm, well, I mean, I would. You know me because I love coffee. Yeah. That I have a very specific temperature 
that I do on... Right, because you do the French... No, not French press. Pour over. Pour over. You do the pour over. I do pour over. And so it's not the boil. It's just below the boil. I love that I said you do the pour over. Like, that was the most <laughs> yeah. Gen X thing I could have ever said. Mm-hmm. So you do the pour over. The pour How's over. How's that go for you? Yeah. Put that up on the Facebook. <laughs> on the Facebook. I do. And it's great coffee, um, which I'm drinking right now. But this goes to the question because, again, I think we've had several companies hit the headlines where Christians are boycotting. And, you know, it's not just Christians. I mean, there's so many different groups, organizations, everything. Boycotting has been trending for at least a decade. Yeah. Yeah, for sure in the last 10 years, it has really upped. And I think the most confusing thing about it is, is that it's so easy, especially with social media, to hear that Christians Mm -hmm. are boycotting something and then like maybe get a tiny taste of why and without any research of your own, just be like, oh, can't do that now. Right. I can't believe they would. I, some mom marched right into yeah. that store and filmed this person or filmed this product. And now I'm out too. Yeah. And then like immediately you hear in the church, did you hear about this store? Do you know what they're doing? And it's like, I, I mean, like, yeah, the video was a video i just don't know how real or the circumstance you know whatever so yeah because you no you were you you don't have the context you have a very limited amount of what what was going on or what was happening you're trying to understand it uh somebody else pushed their rightfully so conviction Right. Onto you. That's a great way to put it. They're pushing their conviction onto you because they feel in their moral code, I don't stand with this. Jesus wouldn't either. Here's why not. You should be with me. And if you're not with me, you must not be a Christian or you're not living like biblically. And to what say that? To what do you say that, Chris? To what what say that? (laughs) Well, okay. The question that we're really kind of focusing on is like, Basically, like, like, are you sinning? Is this affecting? Yeah, are you sinning by participating in a company or yeah. buying from a company that moral code is not, you know, in alignment with the word of God? Yeah, and I think that there's a couple ways to go about this. The, okay. The one thing to understand is, especially in today's society, I think you can point boycotting to succeeding in things. You know, like boyco- mm-hmm. boycotting a company, you can see a company go down like okay di- oh, like disney like an immediate immediate yeah. effect from your boycotting yeah like disney has lost in several quarters in a row and and they're just they there are millions of people that they cannot account for mm, and like they've lost profit they've lost profit but they've lost customers okay and, and is this just disney plus is this, this is disney? like all of disney this is all of their mm-hmm. packaging okay. all of disney wow. target has just reached the, the biggest low as far as their reputation Wow. Like, um, I guess it, it. there was like a whole article, I don't know if this was the Business Journal or something, but about how Target has hit their lowest reputation where people just don't trust them. They just oh, don't okay. trust them anymore. Yeah. So you're taking, and, and I'm using both of those companies because they've been heavily boycotted. I was going to say, they're, str- they're, they're most commonly boycotted amongst Christians. Right. And uh, I think, what was it, like 2015 or something like that, you know, Starbucks was heavily boycotted. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. There's tons of companies that you can imagine i was actually looking at like a list i don't know if you wanted to know it it's okay but there's just some uh companies one in particular was like ikea i didn't even know that there oh. was a christian boycott to ikea before no, i didn't know that either so yeah there's like a couple of companies like that yeah um that, that kind of comes through but 
my point in saying this is that there is a success to boycotting. Yeah. Like you, you can you can point that. Right, right, right. Like by choosing not to purchase, it doesn't just affect you. It does in fact affect the company, especially if you get enough people to do it. Right. And so I, that's awesome. Yeah. And I think that the the, the pinpoint here is mm-hmm. you see a company that is not being morally upstanding. Yeah. And you're saying, Okay, as a believer in Christ, I'm I'm not, not comfortable, gonna, yeah. I'm not comfortable, so I'm not gonna shop there. Yeah. Now I don't know, like, is the intention like I really don't know this. Yeah. Is the intention of seeing that company change their mind? Is it seeing them right, go out of hurt, business? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like to hurt their business, or is it just to say I'm just not going to participate? Right. Y'all well, do whatever I you want. I think like a really good example, just because it's probably one of the few examples I kind of know inside and out, which is the fact that like in 2015 there was this huge like no more Starbucks. Christians cannot drink Starbucks. Yeah. And you would have thought, like, oh, it's because, like, they don't do fair trade with their coffee beans. Mm-hmm. Like, people are being hurt behind the scenes. Like, yep. not employees um, directly in the U.S. or anything like that. But, like, those that are manu- uh, collecting the beans and all mm-hmm. of that. There is just, like, um, unfair working hours. You would have thought all of those things. And at the heart of it, it was none of that. It was actually the fact that they had changed their Merry Christmas cup to an all red cup and and so at the time for me you and I were traveling on the road I was like 19 ish years old maybe 18 I'm traveling on the road New Life Drama Company I'm not really drinking Starbucks coffee on the regular so it didn't affect me personally to be like oh man or like I hate Starbucks um so I didn't really have to participate just because like it wasn't personal to me but I do remember thinking because the Christian world was so adamant against it I'm like yeah me too that's easy yeah Yeah. Starbucks how dare they (laughs) but now looking back as a full-grown adult who actually does drink Starbucks coffee I'm like seriously Wait, you drink Starbucks? <laughs> it's not allowed in this house. No, I'm just kidding. Um, the, no, but uh, seriously though, like now looking back, I'm like, we were boycotting mm-hmm. because they didn't want to put Merry Christmas on their cup. Like right. that reasoning, with, yeah. like that's all I'm talking about. <laughs> that reasoning, it's not really adding up for me. Right. Yeah, that doesn't really resonate mm-hmm. with me of being like, that hurts my conscience. I can't be doing that. Like, you know, at all. I'd be like, that's not a problem for me. If they don't want to say Merry Christmas, what do I care? Merry Christmas. I was like, eat it. I'll put my name as Merry Christmas. So yeah. I have to write it down anyway. I don't know. I don't, there's no fight in me for right. that, you know? Well, using that, that is a perfect example. Like, what is the end goal here? Right. What, what, what was your end goal? Your end goal is to get them to write Merry Christmas. On that, the cup? That's what they wanted. They wanted Well, to that's what I'm back. saying. That's your end goal. So no, no, not you. Oh, but the the millions of people. Sure, I see the the people that did it. I think it's a. I think it's like trying. I'm being serious, even though it's gonna sound silly. I think the goal is to spank the company. Mm. Like shame on you, spank. You don't do that. No, seriously, though. I know, though. but it's just funny the way you said it. Yeah, <laughs> like you don't do spank. that. Change your cups back now, Mister. And it's just like <laughs> okay, you know, I don't yeah. know. Well, and now they keep Red Cup Day. It's a big day. It's like their most profitable day. I did not know that. Yeah, this was like a month ago or something. You could get a free Red Cup. Oh, how funny. It's Red Cup Day. Satan. It's a satanic <laughs> cup. I refuse. I'm, I boycott that day. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. And there are people that boycott that day. But the question seriously is like, make what it clear. Is the goal? Yeah, like, make what it are clear. we doing? Yeah. 
and and I get there are other companies that go oh I get this like you know right. there are companies with sweatshops that legitimately are are embracing it mm-hmm. they're not saying mm-hmm. like we're trying to fix it like that's that's the extent right of it. it's we're like a known knowledge yeah yeah there and, are yeah there are sweatshops that have been burned down multiple times right. and they just keep forcing these people to work and i do feel like again this isn't just speaking i am speaking to modern mm-hmm. christians because that's the point of our podcast but this is like a global post-it note to all millennials because we are very very purpose driven by yeah. nature is like if you're boycotting Red Cup Day at Starbucks whilst wearing a pair of <laughs> Nikes. Yeah. Ooh. That hurts. Yeah, that it's hurts, like, do, like I don't, yeah, no, but I'm being serious. Yeah. It's like, I don't think, That's like, true. you, that doesn't mean what you think it means. Like, Well, and, and also, you know what's so interesting? Just the power of that. Like, you just said Nike, yeah. and let's imagine somebody's listening. For those of you who don't know. Oh, right. were you about to say that? No, no, no. Oh, for those of you who don't know, like Nike has been caught millions, literally oh. millions of times with sweatshops and underpaid workers and actually non-paid workers yeah. um, in other countries. Like it's – the company is shady yeah. at, at yeah. minimum. Uh, yeah, wrong, unjust labor, stuff right. like that. Right, right. And every time they're like, we're working on it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so um, what I was going to say with that is like, Here's here's the interesting power of boycotting, is that you and I just talked about Nike. You just said yeah, that. Yeah. Somebody listening could go, well, I got Nikes right yeah, now yeah. as I'm listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then if I were to say anything like, hey, I don't have Nikes. Yeah. Like I don't own them. Right. If I say that, the power of boycotting literally could make them go, all right, I should get rid of my Nikes. Right, right. Just, just yeah. like that. And like, oh, I should burn them and put mm-hmm. a video of it online and then say like, I'm burning them because of this. And then right. it like goes viral. And totally. I'm not saying that that's bad. I'm just observing. Yeah, yeah. like that's how boycotting like, works. Whoa, that's because how, yeah. Because literally, and like we say this all the time on our podcast, don't take our word for it. Yeah. Like, it, hey, I'm willing to be wrong. I would love to mm-hmm. know that the people behind Nike are reputable and doing great things by those that are Mm -hmm. sewing on the leather pieces if that's a falsity of what we're saying and there's truth behind them being an amazing company Mm -hmm. i pray that you find that um the reason i say all that is just to say like how many times do we not do the research we hear a christian that we love and we love the sound of their voice and we believe them and we trust them and then we go I'm going to make it publicly known I'm not doing this and here's why, right. you know, which then, isn't always wrong. I'm not right. saying that's wrong. No, 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 because because yeah. on the other end, it is powerful. Like if we right. if we had a company right now that we're like, guys, we need to boycott and we went on here and everybody said, yeah, like that's us and everybody listening, all of us making a huge difference right. by saying, all right, this company is unjust, they're wrong, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's the power of it. Yeah. Like, I think we both agree that there is a power. The question is, like, as Christians, do we have to do it? Right. And that's, yes, that is the big question. Mm-hmm. If if I choose to do that and I say no Nikes for me and so another Christian says, like, you know, that's terrible, but these are the shoes that I use to go running. They work for my feet, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. What then? Right. Like, that's the big question mark. So what do you have to say? Well, I think that there's... There really are those that's there's these these two different arguments, right? So it's the one where it's like, hey, it, there's a moral obligation as a Christian mm-hmm. where we should just say no to anything that is immoral. Then there's the other side to it that is a, a also a, a, an equally strong argument 
which is like, hey, well, wait a second. If you follow that down the line, if you if you take this literally and you say, okay, we can't do anything or participate in anything that can be related to anything immoral, well, then you're kind of out of nothing. Like, there's nothing left, you know? Mm-hmm. We, we live in a broken world where there are quite literally, you can connect any, like, all you have to do is research anything right now. And I guarantee you, you can find something that is immoral in that company or the CEO or the people behind something. So if you do that, you're going to immediately go, okay, well, then I need to go into the woods. I need to just be away from everybody. Like that would be if you take it all the way to that extent, it would take you into I can't just boycott this company. I have to boycott everything in this world. Mm -hmm. But then you get to the other side which is a, a very well-known statement. It's not a Bible verse for anybody that's listening. The very well-known statement is that we as Christians should be in the world, but not of it. So I've, Everybody's heard that term before. Everybody's heard yeah. that term. And, and, and I would agree as, as um, a Christian who's read the New Testament that I think that there's a lot of arguments in Bible verses. Like that's the essence of what that's the Bible the has to say is be in yeah. the world but don't be of it. Yeah. Be in the world but not of it. So you don't want to follow the thing of like, okay, then I have to boycott everything in the entire world. Like I just have to hide away. I don't think that that's what Jesus is calling us to do. So that kind of leads us with a pretty cool um letter that Paul wrote. Did you want to like say this? I no, I want you to read it, but it's funny because I thinking about what you were saying before you get to what Paul says cuz Paul yeah. is basically in the beginning of what Chris is going to read. He clarifies something that he said previously. Mm-hmm. That's like how he starts off what you're going to read. Am I right in saying that? Uh, He's like, "Hey, yeah. I said this once before and yes. I'm going to clarify." Okay. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about what he says the first time. Okay. So the first time around, he's in 1 Corinthians. He's writing a letter to the church. And he tells them, don't partake in anything or anyone that is immoral. Like, don't... Mainly sexually immoral. Yeah, sexually immoral. And he's telling them, like, don't sleep with your brother or sister. Like, that's not okay. Which was the weird sin that was being committed. Yeah, in that church. Like, don't do that. Um, in First Corinthians, he also talks about, um, he says, like, um, which is interesting, he's, like, basically telling the church, like, it's okay to eat meat that is sacrificed to idols. Like, if you're traveling and you're trying to minister the gospel and you stop along and you eat meat that's sacrificed to idols, that's fine. Except for mm-hmm. in the case where it could bring offense to your brother or sister that you're traveling alongside with or, like, brother and sister in Christ. If they take offense to it, like, don't eat the meat because, like, why would you want to offend them or hurt them or cause them to stumble if that's a stumbling block for them is, you know, a relationship with idolatry and so you don't want to cause that for them. Um, Or if it goes against your conscience, like, don't do it. If you know that it's sacrifice to idols, it's not cool. But, like, if you're literally just starving, looking for a meal and wanting to keep keep on keeping on for the gospel and there's fresh meat there... Who cares? That God's not real. Take partake. Right. Well, so he, that's kind of like his starting point. Right. Well, I was just going to say he also boldly says like if you eat it but you didn't know, that's fine. Right. If you know, then yeah. that's where you have to say, oh, okay, well, I'm not going to do it. Right. So that is a difference. Like there are companies that you may 
say, oh, I love this company, and you don't know, and maybe they're, right. they're how many participating of us go to in some really wrong stuff. Yeah, how many of us go to Walmart? We buy a spoon, we buy a carpet, right. we buy a Products vacuum. from, who knows? Yeah, hundreds of pro- products, some of them from Shark Tank, right? Like, born and made right. in the USA, Wisconsin, great wholesome family. Some of them made in China, and we have no idea what that looks like or what's going on. Some of them made in Indonesia, where right. we have no idea what that looks like. So... You're not going to do the deep dive. You can, but most likely, out of convenience, you're not doing the deep dive into every single product you own and purchase. Right, and let me just point it out is that like eating meat sacrificed to idols is also an agreement of worshipping these idols back then in that culture. So by buying a spoon here in Walmart, I don't think that that's necessarily worshipping a false idol. Right. um, Which kind of also puts you off the hook a little bit in that sense. (laughs) So it's not like you don't have to worry about, oh, no, I don't want to do that. The other side to it is what Paul says. Right, which which is what you're going to read. So later on then Paul clarifies what he had previously said. And this is 1 Corinthians 5. Verse 9. I'm only telling you that because you might go, okay, hold on. I want to read this for myself. Right. So it's 1 Corinthians 5, um, starting in verse 9. He says, I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people, not at all meaning the people of this world who are immoral or the greedy and swindlers, swindlers, or <laughs> idolaters. So he's literally saying, he's like, I'm talking about those that are believers claiming to be believers, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about the world. Right. So he's immediately saying, let me clarify something. Yeah. He says, if I were talking about the world, you would have to leave this world. Like Paul, there's no escaping it, basically. Right. He says, if that were the case, you'd have to literally leave it. But now I'm writing to you that you must not associate with anyone who claims to be a brother or sister, but is sexually immoral, greedy, idolater, slanderer, a drunkard, or a swindler. <laughs> Again, I, a swindler. That's fun. That's, I love um, then he says, don't even eat with such people. What business is it of mine to judge those outside the church? Are you not to judge those inside? Man, that's so crazy. I know, and here's where I feel like the church, especially the modern day Christian, mm-hmm. has it so backwards. Yeah. And I think it's because of the way that we're raised how many of us, and not that there's not judgment in the church, right. and I do think that we have to be careful about how we go about that. Totally. But how many of us have heard the statement, now being a millennial who probably was raised Christian mm-hmm. and had the church hurt, because yep. we all did, is like, don't judge your brother or sister who's in the church if they're going through a difficult time. Like, you never know how many of us have church hurt. We shouldn't hurt each other by... Mm-hmm you know, putting it on the platform. Do you realize like in the first century church, basically God was like, I have the best way to go about this. If you're hurting or if you've caused a sin, go to the elders and have them pray for you. Confess your sins and have them pray for Mm -hmm. you. Then you'll be healed. Like that's literally scripture. Or if you have an issue with somebody, go to them them directly and resolve it. And so it's like, yes, let's be gentle. Mm -hmm. Let's not, you know, pour the tea on people in church. That is a sin. That is literal sin Mm -hmm. to be a gossip. But at the same time, let's be comfortable Mm -hmm. with saying, hey, this is not cool. Like, I'm just saying, I know this is kind of a side note, but I just love this is that Paul is saying like, let me clarify something I told you guys. Mm -hmm. I never once said to 
remove yourself from the entire world. That would literally be impossible because you would actually have to yeet yourself out of this world. But what I am saying is, is like you are held accountable to each other. Yeah. Okay. We need that message. (laughs) Right. So, so what he's saying is like, guys, you could almost interpret this in the sense. uh, I loved what you said of like, Hey, Starbucks spank. Like, you know, (laughs) you, you need to get your act together. Starbucks doesn't claim to be Christian. No, it's not like they, they've said, you know, target doesn't claim to be Christian. So does it make you less Christian by saying, all right, then I'm not going to go shop there. I think that you already said it. Your conscience is, and we say this all the time, but man, your conscience is so listen to it. It's a gift from the Holy Spirit. It is a gift from the Holy Spirit. You need to listen to it. You don't want to sear your conscience. So if you're listening and you're like, I really feel like I shouldn't go to Starbucks, but I kind of want their, you know, mocha, frap, whatever. Well, like, uh, don't go there. Go anywhere else right, if right. that's what you're feeling. But if you're like, honestly, I've been going to Starbucks for 10 years. They, I worked there. They paid for my college. I did all this cool stuff. Right. Well, then then go there. Yeah. I have church meetings there. It's convenient. Like, whatever. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How many times have we brought people to Starbucks, right. literally ministered the gospel to them, right. answered questions, because Starbucks gives you that opportunity that space to sit out to there. to sit down and, yeah, have, I love it. have a hot coffee and, and talk about whatever you want. And, like, here's the other thing I want to say, which is, like, the flip side of all of this. Mm-hmm. I know some amazing people in my life personally who have found spaces, because, again, I think mm-hmm. a lot of millennials are um, environmentally conscious and... Yeah. Um, just like fair trade conscience and stuff like that. I've seen so many amazing people that find products that are legitimately healthy for you and healthy for the environment and healthy as a company um, share those things and say like, listen, I don't get a profit for this. I'm just sharing it because I really like this product and they do good by others. Um, So if you want to buy it, buy it. I love that. I think that's the way that we should be leading as Christians is pointing out the people who are doing the most good. Yeah. Um, if you don't know what fair trade is, you will see it marked on a package that is fair trade, which basically means that the workers on the other side of that product are getting equal pay and equal rights. Yeah, they're they're getting fair pay, fair yeah. pay, mm-hmm. fair fair rights. Um, it's not just like it's there's no sweatshop involved, yeah, basically. Right. And so I think that that's amazing. You know, there's companies out there. I don't want to like list any because I don't want to be yeah. wrong about them, but I do know companies out there mm-hmm. where it's like the women in the country that are making the bracelets, the purses, the jewelry, they're getting a fair dollar, you know, not, yeah. not literally a single dollar, but they're, you know, yeah. proportionally getting what they deserve for what they're creating. And these artisans are having their work not just sold in the local market right. when people go to be a tourist in these countries, but instead now they have access to all of America through these like parties that women throw and things like that. And so like, you know, when those wholesome companies do exist, I think we should be promoting them, being a part of them, purchasing from them. I was just going to say, you bring up a good point. There are companies that you can research and go, okay, this is where I want to put my money. This is to get a product that's just as good, if not maybe even better. Um, I will say, because I, I didn't know what fair trade was until a few years ago. I read a book, um, mm-hmm. and I remember coming home and being like, babe, I didn't know that coffee, because I'm so passionate yeah. about coffee. Yeah, coffee's a big one in this world. Oh, in man. This, uh... It's so big. If you're buying a really cheap bag of coffee, and it doesn't have fair trade on it, there's a good chance. And it's just like, oh, I just, 
it that hits me. Yeah, it because your it's heart. a product. Yeah, because it's a product that I like so much. But so I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna go fair trade, and I just remember researching, and there is such a rabbit hole where you go. There, there are some industries, not just coffee, yeah. but like chocolate. It's almost impossible to, to find, find a chocolate trade. company that's fair trade. Yeah, like nearly impossible. Yeah, harvesting and when you do, the cocoa it's bean like, is pretty much just children enslaved to do so. It's really sad. Yeah, yeah. It, is, it is really sad. So, so then you go, okay, well then, what can I do? Boycotting is one, but yeah. I, th- but I also think. There, there, there might be other options out there. Yeah, and again, supporting those that are doing mm-hmm. right. Because I think that's the other side of it too, is that like I actually agree with the, the topic. If you are going into a store and you're like, I don't even like, and I've had plenty of friends say this about Target, I don't like the half the stuff they have in there anymore. Yeah. Like I don't like the clothes. I don't like what they represent. I don't like what they're doing with their company. I don't like where the money's going. Yeah. I like I'm, They're super expensive. Why would I shop there? I don't right. want to shop there. I love that for you. That's yeah. amazing. Like, if that's really how you feel and you're like, no more for me, mm-hmm. honestly, stand on that hill, sister. Yeah. But I think with that, definitely promote the places that you are turning yeah. to. And that's the funny thing about the marketing industry is they are quick to catch on. They watch yeah. those trends. Oh, and yeah, they do. They'll be the first to be like, oh, my gosh, fair trade. You know, yeah. being able to allow... Um, artisans to do this and of course they're always going to want to make the quick buck and I get yeah. that but at the same time like you can make an impact mm-hmm. that whole entire concept that I just shared was the entire reason why Target started selling black owned businesses especially in the makeup department really ba- yeah basically uh, cultural that. women were like none of the products in the makeup department work for me yeah. they're not my skin tone they don't help me i'm not interested so i will no longer be purchasing my makeup products from target yeah. i will be buying them from these people who make makeup for my skin tone yeah and what did target do let's get those people in target yeah so <laughs> you know it goes to show that there can be impact there yeah definitely also goes with something that we had said a little bit ago that i think is worth remembering when you take Daniel who said hey I'm not going to eat this meat this is like yeah. a flashback in the Old Testament we're, yeah I was going to say we're yeah. talking Bible here yeah sorry we're talking Bible so Daniel was one of the most prominent Jewish people that were basically taken over and kidnapped by this huge empire called Babylon then they said to Daniel hey we're going to make you like a really important person so you have to eat everything the king eats including meat sacrificed to idols and Daniel said very respectfully, he said like, hey, I, nah, fam. <laughs> I, yeah, not nah, fam. Yeah, he said, I don't want to do that. Um, and he said, but why don't you just let me eat vegetables because I'm not going to eat meat sacrificed to idols. So let me eat vegetables, watch me and see how I do. I just mean like he didn't force yeah. everybody to do it. Yeah, um, I get what you're saying. You yeah. know, his other people did it too. Yeah, he had a, a group of men alongside of him that mm-hmm. followed suit, but he didn't sit there and like blast it you know and not i wouldn't say that there's anything wrong with that there's nothing wrong with blasting it from the rooftops of like hey this company's corrupt i'm not Mm -hmm. partaking that's not the problem i think the problem comes in where we specifically tell other christians Mm -hmm. like if you participate you're wrong yeah i have a really funny story (laughs) because this is our christmas edition i had a friend oh i know what you're gonna say yeah i had a friend (laughs) who um had like because of who his father is who's a pretty well-known pastor he has a lot of people add him on facebook you know because it's like oh you're so-and-so's son you know 
And so he had this lady that had him added on Facebook and it pretty much everything that he did yeah. or would post about, she would criticize. Like she would leave these long comments like, just so you know, that shirt, mm-hmm. if you're wearing it, it's the, and the color of this actually means 666. It's like right. <laughs> everything that he did, she would criticize. And he was super graceful about it. was just kind of like, okay, like whatever. Okay, this is a warning. So if you have children in the room, I'm going to be a little blunt, but I'm just... Because this isn't you saying it. This is the person saying saying it. That's what I want to call it. So I'm just being blunt to say the (laughs) truth. So if you have little ears, maybe you don't want them to hear this next sentence. But essentially, she went off on a tangent because he posted a picture of himself with a Christmas tree or near a Christmas tree or whatever. And she was like, don't you know putting Christmas trees up in your house is Nimrod's boner. And like literally went on like a four paragraph bender on Facebook about basically saying like that it somehow represents a a body part of Nimrod and that it's evil and it, you know, it has nothing to do with Jesus and you should not do. And he's like, listen, I love you, but this is, he didn't even tell her this. He just was telling me the story. And he's like, I love the lady. I know her personally. I've seen her at certain events, but this is where I draw the line. Right. Like I'm not, I, I'm not going to participate anymore in the slander because <laughs> at the end of the day, my family's going to have a Christmas tree. Up. Right. So for that reason, I'm out and yeah. like kind of just unfollowed her, or <laughs> muted her, or whatever he did. And I'm sure he had explained it to her later, like you know, social media mm-hmm. can be dangerous place. I don't know what he said, but my point is like when we start telling people things like that. And, and just really hounding them and making them uncomfortable well, yeah. for living their lives. Again, if they're in direct sin, of course point it out. It's not a wrong thing to point it out. But, like, maybe remember the whole in love thing. And also consider the fact that, like, if that's not their conviction. Right. And if if we're saying things like that <laughs> to people, expect some very strange reactions. Because <laughs> I had never heard that before. Mm-mm. If so-and-so wants to boycott a company if you want to boycott a company like great i'm not i'm not against that no not at all because again there's power behind it and companies who are doing evil should be exposed so like totally not against that either yeah you know i will say this too and it's funny because this is almost like a total opposite to like the train we've been going on okay well i'm excited but i on tiktok a lot Mm -hmm. and now there's tiktok shop which is like basically anybody i think you have to have a certain amount of followers but it's really low anybody can sell anything that's on tiktok shop really so if you use a lotion if you use a lip gloss if you and basically it's a glorified shein okay like it's really cheap fast fashion fast clothing whatever Mm. so you could literally be watching someone and then not realize oh halfway through it's kind of an eye roll of like oh they're just selling something on tiktok shop which (laughs) it shows up but you don't always pay attention to that that's funny And so you're like, oh, this person's just telling me about these leggings because TikTok shop. It's not like a genuine experience that they had at a Forever 21 and now they have a great pair of leggings. It's like, oh, they're trying to get a kickback. And my whole point bringing that up is just to say, like, I feel like in this world, in this modern world, it's become with drop shipping, with Amazon, Mm -hmm. like you can now get a percentage for things you promote through Amazon, with TikTok shop. It's become easier than ever to buy anything from anywhere without any search history of where it's coming from. And not only is like the shops making it probably not good for the environment, which like not to be that person, but also to be that person because God does care about our planet. Um, 
but like also we don't know the conditions in which like yeah is you know the people behind making the product right because it's such a fast fashion quick yeah. turnaround more than likely it's not healthy and i only say all that to say is just like and this is probably my final word on the subject is like it is important that we do our research. Yeah. Like you do need to care. You do need to yeah, care where absolutely. you where you put your minds at. Now, am I saying that you need to go psychotic and do a deep dive and do every single thing that you own? No. Yeah. But if you're buying things on like, the regular, like maybe it does matter. Maybe it does matter where your coffee comes from. Yeah. You know? Or if somebody exposes a company to you, maybe it does matter that you make that small change. Right. If you can do it. So I know that that's like a total flip side no, no, to everything no, we've just really been good. preaching. But I do think that as a modern Christian, we do not need to recognize that we have a lot of power in our decision absolutely. making. Yeah, absolutely. That's your final word? That's my final word. That's really good. I think that that's really important. Like, especially, you know, just our, we, we have an influence to yeah. us, so we should. Uh, my final word, and just so you know, I'm very much, I don't know if I'm coming across as one-sided because I'm like somewhere totally in the middle. I mm-hmm. like, I agree with everything here, but um, I did have a thought that is going to make me seem like I'm one-sided. So here we go. Uh, <laughs> Let's hear it. In Jesus's time, there was a lot of injustice. Yeah. I mean, there was slavery. It looked different than yeah. how we tend to know it. But there was slavery, there was like, you know, abuse, there was incredible sin everywhere in a bad way, you know, all that kind of stuff. And yet Jesus flipped the table at a temple. Mm. And I think that that is... Because he expected the world to look like the world. Right. But he did it in the temple because they were believers. Yeah. He said, man, this is a, this is a den of thieves. You've yeah. made this a den of thieves. So I think can you we give, need to sorry, look just inward real quick, a Can you bit. give me context on yes. that? Because I love when you know, I've heard you preach on this before, and I just love this context of, because everybody's heard that. Jesus flipped the tables because they were yeah. selling stuff in the sanctuary. It's actually not because they were selling stuff. Right. Because that wasn't the part that was wrong. No. Buying, because what they were selling was like doves and sheep and things like that to be sacrificed. Correct. Which was normal. That's yeah. normal. So the, give context to why he was doing it. So the idea back then before Jesus became the ultimate sacrifice is you had to sacrifice these animals. But the animals had to be spotless. So you would take them to the temple and there is a time uh, of the year where everybody from everywhere would come. Yeah, it was like all the, the census. Jewish people. Yeah. Absolutely. They would all come in and they would go to this big to the big temple and they would present um, their spotless animal, lamb, yeah. And they would present them to the, the people in charge. And the people were doing this. They were looking at it and going, oh, you know what? This is not spotless. There's this issue here, this issue here, this issue here. Here's what we're going to do. We'll just sell you. Even though you brought this thing yeah, this miles, lamb, away, miles away, yeah. we're going to sell you a spotless lamb. So then they would sell it, make a profit. They would take that lamb that they and just sell took it from that family. And sell it to somebody else. Right, because it was, in fact, spotless. Right. And the high priest and his family were the ones that were making the money. Like he, he had his family in charge. So th- it, yeah. was a, it was a for-profit business. Yeah. It was not spiritual, but it was coming across like a spiritual thing. Yeah. So Jesus flipped the tables not once, but twice. Two times in his ministry, he flipped the tables. Right. And now, of course, we know that Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice, that we've been covered by mm-hmm. his blood. But your point is the fact that like... Jesus did this inside the temple. He mm-hmm. didn't do it towards the world who's going who he knows is going to act like the world. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's good.
Yeah, I mean that that would that would be my thing. That would yeah. be my final word. Again, I'm not one sided, but boy do I sound it in this episode. So <laughs> No, this is really good. I would love to hear people's thoughts. I'll make a post actually specifically for this episode on my social media and uh, I'll collaborate with Chris mm-hmm. so he can share it too. And you can share with us like the the things that you love and mm-hmm. the things that you hate about products out in the yeah, world these all days. All sorts of different products. Yeah. Different things. Yeah. We would why love not? to know it. That'll be awesome. And Christian supporting Christians doing the right thing. So That's right. All right. Well if you wanna tap into that um social media post, you can go to my Instagram, which is at Micah Wineland. And I'm at Chris Wineland Comedy. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Merry Christmas. And let us sing out your favorite song. Okay. Da who Doris, 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 Doris,